Last week, Father Hamilton said that Vancouver is the number one city in North America for being non-religious. I don't know whether to celebrate or to cry. I thought it'd be Las Vegas, Sin City, but nope. Vancouver, we won the prize. Congratulations. I had a dream once in seminary of being a, a missionary in a hostile pagan country, and yet I feel like it's coming true and I get to be in the comfort of my own hometown at the same time. Last week, Father Hamilton also reminded us that one of the results of Vancouver being the number one non-religious city in North America is simply a very, very non-religious meaning of life. From the first moments of life in conception to the last moments of life at death. And today we're gonna to narrow that focus to the last moments of life. We all know one of the inevitable and often most tragic aspects of life is that yes, it does come to an end. Now some are fortunate enough to go peacefully in their sleep, surrounded by loved ones without any trouble. But others experience tremendous pain and suffering and they present us with very difficult ethical questions, especially when they voice to us that they no longer want to live. Now, to give us a visual of the two perspectives we can take toward the end of life issues, I have two mascots. This is a vulture, tiny little vulture guy. And this is a hummingbird. You might remember when I spoke about these two birds last year, if you went to the Arizona desert right now, you would discover both vultures and hummingbirds. Now the two birds live in the same harsh environment of the Arizona desert, but their reactions, the way that they live in this harsh environment are radically different. A vulture looks simply for what is dead. And this ugly, bird doesn't stop until he finds lifeless roadkill. And because he's constantly looking for what's bad in the harsh environment, he finds it. On the other hand, the hummingbird looks for what's alive in the harsh environment. This tiny, beautiful bird with wings flapping 50 times a second is constantly looking for that sweet, life-giving nectar and because the hummingbird's constantly on the lookout for what is good and beautiful, he finds it. The vulture is going to be our mascot for what St. Pope John Paul II calls the culture of death. This is our Western culture. This is our non-religious perspective on the end-of-life issues. This is your mascot, the vulture. And the hummingbird will be the mascot for the culture of life which is our Catholic faith perspective on end-of-life issues. And the harsh environment's not the Arizona desert. No, it's the end-of-life issues, pain and suffering involving end-of-life stuff. And it's good to admit, yeah, pain, suffering, sickness, death, this is a harsh environment. God never planned for this harsh environment. That was never a part of the original plan. It's simply the result of the fall. So first, let's just take a look at what the mascot has to offer us our non-religious culture's perspective on end of life. Remember, the vulture is constantly looking for what's dead in the harsh environment of the Arizona desert, while our non-religious culture is constantly looking for what is bad, 
regarding end-of-life issues. So the common reasons why people want to end their life are things like feeling useless, being a burden to others, and ultimately experiencing a bad death, being alone, scared, in pain, and not in control. These are the common reasons listed. And the vulture mindset of our secular, non-religious culture calls us to attack the problem through what is called euthanasia, or more commonly in Canada, known as MAID, an acronym for medical assistance in dying, in which a doctor provides medicine to end someone's life. Now, this vulture approach of medically-assisted death to end pain and suffering at the end of life is rapidly growing in popularity, whether you knew it or not, right here in Vancouver. Euthanasia, to provide some background, is legal in eight countries right now, and Canada, which legally, um, which legalized medically-assisted death in 2016, is quickly becoming the leading country in the world. Last year, in 2021, Canada had over 10,000 reported euthanasia deaths, which was a 30% increase from its previous year. And we expect these numbers to continue to rise dramatically for two correlated reasons. First, Canada has arguably the world's most permissive euthanasia rules. The slippery slope in Canada regarding euthanasia rules is really real, very dangerous. Practically any adult in Canada today with any serious illness, disease, or disability can now seek assisted suicide. And next year, it's considering extending this, these rules to mature minors, so children under 18 who meet the same requirements. Second correlated reason, Canada's hugely stressed healthcare system and new incentives for medically assisted death, like organ donation, and now doctors have a professional obligation to bring up medically-assisted death to patients that meet the requirements. Euthanasia, which essentially, to state it plainly, is a cheap alternative to medical care, provides so many added pressures in Canada for people to give in to medically-assisted death. But suicide, whether assisted or not, is always wrong. And I'd like to speak directly to you because us living in Canada, the reality is all of us in one way or another will face this reality either for ourselves or for loved ones. So I'd like to make it really clear, just speak directly to you why you should never choose this option. First, suicide whether assisted or solo, is always wrong because it tragically fails to love yourself. You end your life thinking that you are the burden, and you never give yourself an opportunity to realize that you're loved for who you are, not for what you could provide to others. Second, suicide, whether assisted or solo, is always wrong because it tragically fails to love others. You leave a wake of brokenness and despair for all of those left behind. And third and worst of all, suicide, whether assisted or soul, is always wrong because it tragically fails to love God. You reject the precious gift of life that God himself has given you. God has called each one of us to be stewards of this gift of life, to care and protect it. 
whether your life is long or short, and suicide is a rejection of the gift of life that God has given you. So suicide, in conclusion, whether a sister or solo is always wrong because it is this triple failure of love, to love yourself, others, and God, which is ultimately the purpose of life. And to end your life with this triple rejection of love is so tragic. Now, although our culture is really good at actually saying that this is somehow an act of love, by calling it compassionate and using slogans like death with dignity, the truth is something remarkably different. Do you know what the one common thread is among all the most evil societies that have ever existed? What's the one common thread among uh, the Nazi Germany regime, genocide in Rwanda, ISIS, slave labor? What's the one common thread among all the most evil societies? They treated people like objects that are disposable. If you didn't meet certain requirements, you're an object, you're disposable. Our culture is doing that exact same thing. We've created certain requirements. If you meet those requirements, you are disposable. That's what medically assisted death is ultimately providing. American writer and Nobel Prize winner Pearl Buck, this is what she said, the test of a civilization is the way that it cares for its helpless members. I'll say that again. The test of a civilization is the way that it cares for its helpless members. And in our Western culture, we are failing at this test by providing more and more opportunities for our helpless members to be eliminated through assisted suicide. Okay, that's the vulture. He's done, okay? No one wants to be a vulture anyway, you know? That's why this is a finger puppet of a hummingbird. I could not find a finger puppet of a vulture because I guess no kid wants to pretend to be a vulture. It's an ugly, smelly bird, you know, and that's why it's an appropriate mascot for the culture of death. Okay, so long, Mr. Vulture. The hummingbird. It's actually a finger puppet, by the way. It's kind of cute. The hummingbird is the mascot for our culture of life. Remember, a hummingbird in the harsh environment of the Arizona desert always finds what's beautiful, life-giving, and sweet. And that's what our Catholic faith calls us to do as well. In the harsh environment of pain and suffering at the end of life, to find what is beautiful, life-giving, and sweet. Remember those common reasons why people would choose assisted suicide. They feel useless or a burden and ultimately a bad death in which you're alone, scared, pain, and not in control. Well, the hummingbird mindset our Catholic faith gives us invites us to see creative ways, creative ways to enter into that pain, to alleviate it, to alleviate the pain without eliminating the person. Because the person, their life is always a gift. The person is always someone good to be treasured by God. Now, one of the ways we can do this is through what's called palliative care. Palliative care simply supports people in the natural process of dying while treating the person holistically with care and compassion, taking care of all their needs, physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything. 
Now, right now, only 15%, 1-5, 15% of Canadians have access to quality of palliative care. So Catholics, especially those with any influence in healthcare, should try to seek to find more ways for, for Canadians to have access to palliative care. One encouraging fact about palliative care is that common medication provided in palliative care can treat up to 97% of any pain involved. Now, for those who would say, what about the 3%? That's why we always, as Catholics, have to go beyond just the physical pain to go deeper to the emotional pain. St. Paul challenged us in today's second reading to stop being idle when we're thinking about the end of life and to start going out and working to bring the love of God into our society. And that's what Catholics as hummingbirds should often do. And Jesus spoke about the end of life in today's gospel. And he said, the only reason I'm going to provide you with this opportunity is to testify about God in the midst of pain and suffering. That's what we're called to do as Catholic hummingbirds. So this is why hummingbirds, this Catholic mascot that we're supposed to have towards end of life, we should always seek creative ways to find meaning and purpose in the midst of the harsh environment of pain and suffering. How do you do this? By your words, your actions, your presence, through things like spending time with people, writing letters, sharing inspirational stories, and ultimately showing compassion by just being with them in their last moments. This morning, I watched a video of a hummingbird in the desert drawing nectar from a cactus. You know, all of us would avoid the cactus super prickly. Hummingbirds just go right into it, navigate through all the prickly stuff, and find the beautiful nectar of the flower in the cactus. It's a pretty good image of what we're supposed to be doing, to enter into the pain and suffering of another person and to find what is beautiful. That regardless of how you might say useless a person feels or how much of burden they might feel, the reality is they are an unrepeatable, irreplaceable gift of God all the way up to the last moments of life in which they have a value and dignity which is beyond imagination in God's eyes. When I was a seminarian, I spent a summer in Calcutta, India. Those missionaries of charity, those women, they have this mascot. They're like little hummingbirds in Calcutta, India. It was so beautiful to see that harsh environment of Calcutta, India, where the sick and poor and suffering are often left abandoned on the streets to die. These missionaries of charity go into that harsh environment and they take these people out of gutters and out of being abandoned on the sides of streets and they bring them into a place called the home for the dying. In this home, I witnessed the missionary of charity sisters not just provide needs to cure the physical pain, but most importantly, right, they go deeper into the emotional and spiritual pain that these people experience. Mother Teresa herself shared a story of how one man said, my whole life I was treated like an animal, but here I am dying like an angel. Now that's a death with dignity. That's what it looks like for us to live out our vocation as hummingbirds in this harsh environment. To conclude, at every single Mass, 
Every single Mass here, we celebrate the amazing event of Jesus, who is, he's the ultimate hummingbird. He's the ultimate hummingbird. He, he left the perfect joys of heaven to enter into this harsh environment of pain and suffering. And what did Jesus do? He creatively transformed all pain and suffering by his death on the cross from something meaningless to something meaningful. That's what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago. And it's something he wants to do in your life today. The same thing is true. Jesus did not come 2,000 years ago to take away pain and suffering, but to transform it. And he, he's going to do the same thing in your life if you give him a chance. He does not want to come into your life just to take away your pain and suffering, but to transform your pain and suffering. Why? He said in today's gospel, to give you an opportunity to testify about the goodness of God during the trials of this short, short life that we all have. So if you want to experience this transformation, it's available at every single Mass. If you want to, I invite you to bow your heads and join with me in a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Jesus, you came into this harsh environment of pain and suffering as a hummingbird, and you creatively transformed it all by your death on the cross. Jesus, I ask you at this Mass, especially by the power of the Most Holy Eucharist, to enter into my own pain and suffering that I experience and creatively transform it right here, right now, so that I may go forth when this Mass is ended as your hummingbird in this harsh environment of pain and suffering and bring your transformative love and compassion to a world that is desperate for you. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit.